Alrighty, everyone, welcome back. This is Tavis Killian with Rare Petro bringing you another episode of Monday Madness on, well, it was supposed to be October the 17th, 2022, but I got busy right now in a car driving through LA. Well, I'm not driving, recording a podcast and driving. That'd just be stupid. So we finished up a job. We're getting back for the day and I'm trying to get out this podcast because I know this is information that maybe you don't rely on but information you look forward to and we got to get this podcast out so without further ado you know we got to kick it off with commodity prices now this episode was written later in the day yesterday so we have the advantage of reviewing some end of day data this is nice because we get past the super volatile parts of the morning that no one can really base a prediction off of oil spent time between 88 and 90 dollars last week but Yesterday morning wasn't exactly the same story. Honestly, it didn't move too much and sat at the high end of $85, so a little bit lower than the previous week. This isn't a bad place to be, but it is still difficult to predict trends anymore. Based on time periods alone, I would have expected this winter would increase demand for fuels and heating oils, but then again, the markets are influenced by way more than just that. Brent is performing identically to WTI, but at a premium, of course. It sits at nearly $92, or roughly $6 ahead of its American cousin. While the oil benchmarks seem to be doing all right, natural gas is not performing nearly as well. It has dropped 75 cents from last Friday to this morning, this morning being yesterday morning, and I can't be sure where it is headed through the rest of this week. I really thought natural gas would be doing much better at this point in time, but now I'm a little bit doubtful winter will be able to pull it up to a significant high. When I say doubtful, there's still large potential there, and we will talk about that in one of our story later. On the bright side, well, this is good for the folks in Europe who are dealing with record high energy prices. So when stuff drops domestically here, you know those effects are going to be felt across the pond. Next up is the rig count. After weeks and weeks of subpar numbers, we have now witnessed a seven rig increase. That's right, seven. This puts us up to 769 total rigs, which is 226 more rigs than we had this time last year. Surprisingly, the Utica added two rigs to its total, with the Ardmer Woodford, Marcellus, Permian, and Williston each adding one. The Eagleford lost one, and the Arcoma Woodford lost two. State by state, this puts Texas up a whopping five, Wyoming a healthy three, Ohio a respectable two, with Pennsylvania and Louisiana pulling up the tail end with one rig each. Alaska and Colorado each dropped a rig, and New Mexico ended up dropping four. One rig has come back in the Gulf, though I would expect more to return in time. Remember, it's hurricane season. That's going to slow a lot of activity. This is one of the best rig counts we have had in weeks, and I am absolutely stoked to see it. Lastly, of course, is the latest edition of Thirsty Thursday, written by Nick Fernhout. I strongly recommend you checking it out, as he brings a very entertaining analysis to the table every week with lots of data to back it up. Let's see what Nick had to write in the most recent report. He says, My first reaction to the EIA's crude inventory number report this week was, Whoa, that's a big number! As I'm sure the analysts over at the EIA probably had the same reaction when they went to update their actual number for the week. They only forecasted a build of 1.7 million barrels, but this last week, the EIA reported an actual build of almost 10 million barrels. The API didn't even bother with a forecast and reported an actual build of over 7 million barrels. While some have attributed this week's build to the SPR's release of 7.7 million barrels, 
Others have noted that the SPR has been releasing a similar amount, if not more, every week over the past few months, and we have not seen builds like this on a weekly basis. A more likely reason for the build is that the U.S. exports of crude oil are down. The Gulf Coast region saw the bulk of the recent build, indicating another possible source could be all of the production from facilities brought back online after being shut down during Hurricane Ian just a few weeks ago. Predictably, the SPR dumped out another 7.7 million barrels of oil, as we mentioned. There are only a few more weeks left until the SPR will cease releasing oil. For more information on the SPR events as of late, check out our new article, Will Diminished Duck Inventories in a Depleted SPR Drive Higher Oil Prices? Gasoline stock is trending upwards this week, which it really hasn't done for a few weeks. Gas stock increased by 2 million barrels over the week, ending October 7. Gas prices across the country are up a bit this week from last week's average of 3867. Diesel, on the other hand, is up over 30 cents from last week's average of 4883. OPEC Plus decisions to decrease oil production quotas so far has had little effect on actual production. However, fear of rising oil prices has caused a slight bump in gas prices as people want to fill up before costs go up. California remains in a league of its own, with average gas prices over $6, while the rest of the country is sitting in the $3 to $5 range. Georgia now has the cheapest gas in the country at $3.267. A little bit too far of a drive from Denver to reap the benefits of such cheap gas. Maybe if it drops below two, <laughs> this is Nick writing, he'll make the trip. Distillates were and are in high demand, contributing to the draw of nearly 5 million barrels on the week. Both heating oil and diesel are in high demand not only in the country, but worldwide. That combined with supply issues, such as refinery fires in Texas, has made stock levels crash and the cost of diesel rise. Thank you again for another exciting report, Nick F. With that, we've actually wrapped up our statistics section of the podcast and arrive at the news portion. Our first story revolves around some rather troubling news. Many of you listening likely pay for energy on a monthly basis. September started to get chilly in certain locations, and the Bureau of Labor Statistics has pointed out that natural gas bills in September were 33% higher than last September. Pair this with the EIA's estimation that this winter could be colder than last year, and you have a recipe for increased budgeting across the country. Heating oil bills are projected to be 27% higher. Propane? 5%. Electricity? 10%. If temperatures are 10% colder than what is projected as the best-case scenario, people will likely spend over $1,000 on natural gas heating between October and March. Again, these are all projections, but Rare Petro has been hinting at a rather tight winter for energy. Tight supplies in the country that produces some of the most natural gas in the world isn't exactly the most reassuring thing. Keep your head on straight and your eyes up. News like this can be an opportunity in disguise. Some folks in the North Sea have decided to act on the opportunity already. After a decade of low to no action in the North Sea, some projects are now coming back online. The government over there has begun to subsidize investments in the area and accept applications for exploration licenses. Some folks are even making good money taking advantage of existing infrastructure. Others are finding opportunity in the world of gas storage. While some sites only have enough storage for a number of days, say, 10 worth of supply, anything at this point helps. This to me is an excellent illustration of why it's important to have nearby resources available. Sure, 
wind and solar can be used to supplement some demand, but you better make sure the base load is available for when you really need it. Folks, that brings us to the end of this episode. I do apologize for releasing it a day late. Rare Petro is staying busy and tackling big projects. Who knows? Maybe that little company who put out that podcast becomes a household name in energy. Wouldn't it be cool for you to have the bragging rights to say that you listened right from the start? If you think so, go ahead and frack that follow button. Never hurts to dream big, and we would love to have you along for the ride. If you're hungry for more content, check out www.rarepetro.com for some stellar content being generated by unique minds challenging the status quo. This has been Tavis Killian with Rare Petro, and until we see you next time, take care, everybody.